Welcome to the Life in Deep Ellum podcast, exploring the sacred in art, faith, and community. Have you ever noticed that it's hard to notice beauty when you're feeling afraid? That gorgeous view of clouds outside of the airplane that you're on may not be so gorgeous if you have a terror of flying. Anybody afraid of flying out there? No? Okay. (laughs) Thank you. The touring Broadway show has a different kind of beauty when you're on the very back row of the Windspear Opera House and you're looking down like this and have a slight fear of heights. I'm speaking from experience very recently. Your partner's face, a face that you've grown so familiar with and come to appreciate the beautiful details of loses some of its beauty when you're in the midst of a heated, scary conversation. Those details of their eyes don't glimmer quite as much when the stakes feel high. Why is this? Why is it so hard to see beautiful things when we're afraid? Well, it's kind of a human nature thing. Of course, when we as humans are focused on survival, everything else becomes secondary to that survival brain. And the thing about human nature is that even though we have better technology, the part of our brain, the reptilian lizard brain as it's called, the oldest part of our brain system, is most focused on our most primitive needs for survival. And the reptilian part of our brain doesn't care much about beauty. It's not really interested in what's beautiful because it's ready to survive. The psalmist who wrote Psalm 27 understood this, understood and had that same reptilian part of their brain. And so today I'm going to read part of this psalm and we will experience it together. This is Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and foes, they shall stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise up against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, that will I seek after, to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. The beauty of the Lord. So even though this psalmist, who we think is probably David, even though David's going through it and has all kinds of scary things, so many, so many scary dangers around him, he he turns and says, one thing I ask of the Lord. 
and it is to experience God's beauty, to behold beauty. This phrase, one thing I ask, is actually pretty rare in the Psalms. It's strange to, to zero in on one thing, and that thing is beauty. the beauty of the Lord. The voice of fear is loud. The threats are real. The parts of our brain that scream for danger are persistent. But I'm here to tell you this morning that the beauty of the Lord is more powerful. God longs for us to rest in God's presence and when we behold the beautiful parts of God, when we linger and name what stirs us, we practice responding to God's beauty. We resist the temptation to stay in our fear and we journey in relationship back to God's presence. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. This is a popular phrase, you've probably heard this before and it dates back to ancient Greece, and it speaks to the subjectivity of beauty. Beauty is very subjective, according to this phrase. It changes based on who's looking. But I think this phrase puts a lot of power in our hands as humans to determine what is beautiful. If beauty is so subjective, then the beholder better get it right, <laughs> right? But instead, as followers of Jesus, we turn to God to understand true beauty. We don't have to decide what's beautiful ourselves. We trust God as the beholder with the eyes that can really see the beauty in the world. And as she said, this is when we start to see differently. Our sight changes through the work of the Spirit. Suddenly, that work of art that your kid brings you becomes a true masterpiece that deserves the prime spot on the refrigerator. The face that you always find a way to critique in the mirror, that face that always looks back at you, suddenly, through the eyes of love, it starts to look more beautiful because you're seeing differently. Whole groups of people become beautiful. Communities, projects, churches. When we see differently through the eyes of Christ, we can notice what is beautiful. Barbara Brown Taylor is an Episcopal priest that has shaped my calling so much as a minister. And she writes that beauty decenters us. And this is so true, isn't it? When we experience the beauty of God, suddenly we are not the most important thing that's happening. When you see that sunset, that conversation, that new connection, suddenly we are decentered. We are not what's most important in the moment. And yet we're no less important to that moment itself. 
our faithful witnessing is still a valuable part. We're just not the center, the centerpiece. Because we're seeing differently. This is what it means to follow Christ. It means that we dedicate ourselves to noticing the beauty in the world. And then we start to add to that beauty. We want to make the world more beautiful when we see what God is doing. This is what Jesus did. He lived such a beautiful life despite all the ways that fear tried to grip him. He walked into moments trying to make them more beautiful than the way he found them. He wasn't afraid to stop and pause and notice a beautiful thing happening. He had time to spare, to notice what God was up to. He wasn't too busy to rush on to the next thing. He had eyes to see the world as God was recreating it and renewing it. And he'll keep teaching us what true beauty really is. I wonder, friends, what if life in Deep Ellum becomes a place for all people to experience the beauty of God? What if we are a temple for others to dwell in, to return to what is beautiful? The art hanging on our walls, the conversations that happen over coffee, the music playing, the epic drumming, I might say, today, the beautiful drumming. All of this is a bold expression of God's beauty. In a world that keeps, keeps pushing and, and showing what is ugly, what if we show what is beautiful? And then you see faith becomes less of a thing to grasp or hold on to. An object that you have to pursue. And what if faith is more of an experience with Jesus where you are allowing a beautiful God to hold on to you for a while and pursue you, get to know you. What if faith is more of an experience, a returning to the beauty that is before us? We can show others how to behold, how to behold the beauty of the Lord. Barbara Brown Taylor describes the experience of seeing a hawk. I've never seen a hawk as close as she does, but she describes it, and I want you to hear this story. This is from her words. So I ripped open the bubble wrap and found four boxes of pen refills, which slid out of the mailer and fell onto the gravel. Praise God, because that was when I saw the hawk. 
It was feeding on something in the pasture, which was the only reason I saw it before it saw me. So large, so regal, so unexpected, that when we locked eyes, I was afraid to breathe. Then the breeze ruffled one of the newspapers in my arms, and that bird took off, opening and closing its beautiful wings like a, long, a pair of long silver scissors. I tried to memorize everything about it so that I could give it a name, find it on one of my bird books, but that was just a futile effort to hang on to a bright lamp that had already moved on. Why did I feel the need to name a bird that had already renamed me in that moment of locking eyes with the bird my name did not match the name on the bills and the Amazon packages. My name was dumbstruck. My name was behold. We are renamed by God's beauty. We are invited to be dumbstruck by what is good and beautiful in the world. Our stories become more beautiful. Our lives become more beautiful. Our communities become more beautiful. And though fear will always try to peel our eyes away from beauty and possibility, by God's grace, our eyes can return again and again to what is right in front of us. The person, the work of art, the part of creation that needs our care. Life in Deep Ellum, it's okay to feel afraid. It's okay to feel some fear. Our future is uncertain. This new chapter is, is unclear. We can't see the whole step ahead of us, the whole path. But I'll tell you this, from where I'm sitting, from my view, looking at your beautiful faces, I want to say, whom shall we fear? Of whom shall we be afraid? Because there is beauty among us. There is beauty within us. There is beauty around us. And we get to be part of all of it. So let us breathe. Let us feel our feet on the ground. And let us open our eyes to see the beauty in front of us and name it. Because that is a holy, holy thing to do. Amen. <laughs>